0: Kia ora, Fano. Welcome back to episode four of the Back to Kura podcast with Ashley and Shiloh. We are on Zoom now because Tamaki Makoto, where we stay, is in lockdown level three. Kia ora, Shiloh.
1: Kia ora, Ashley. It's um, weird talking to you through a screen, but KTM Pi, we're in lockdown, so it's the way it is.
0: So, how have you been mm. finding it?
1: I think for me it's a lot harder this time, probably because on Friday, which seems a while ago now, but on Friday I remember just thinking, oh I'm finally getting the hang of this. It was such a fun day, like we were playing games, we all had to stand up and it it in the classroom and talk about our um, our body and kai and our ahua and I remember standing up and I, was, and I was thinking, oh my gosh I've got this and oh I love kura, I love being here. And then it's just taken away, and now we're back on Zoom, and I feel isolated. And yesterday I was feeling overwhelmed, and oh, but um, I just think you know, with, with, with technology, it's there's just no substitute for Kanohe to Kanohe and Wairawa that you feel when you're with the, the presence of others. And I feel like our, our classroom is becoming more and more of a whānau. And I say that every episode because it 's true, you know we're getting closer and closer, and so it 's hard when that 's taken away, and you feel a bit isolated,
0: yeah, especially yeah. last week because we you know I feel like we're getting a lot closer, as you said, we uh, actually went out for our first sort of get together outside of Kura as well, which was really mm-hmm. cool, um, so I agree with you man we're getting we 're getting real close, and it 's kind of a bummer that we 've had to jump on zoom and uh, not be face to face and and you know see each other physically. But um, in saying that, last episode we talked about we wanted to have a guest on the Back to Kura podcast. We wanted to talk to people that are in Kura at the moment, that are outside, that have potentially done it last year. And uh, we're staying true to our word. We've got one of our classmates, Hidani, who's going to join the the podcast today. Yeah, really excited to have the bro on.
1: I'm excited to have Heads on because um, Heads is is such an awesome... um, Person to be around in class. He's um, quite enthusiastic and encouraging, and it's awesome. when I mean, when we when around in Yorupu because I feel like I learn a lot from you. Um, not only that, but you are also a well-known Tamoka artist as well. Um, so a lot of people will know you and know of you. So would you um, mind just maybe introducing yourself and a little bit about what you're doing in your mahi?
2: Yep, well, kia ora. Go ahead and talk um, my name is Hirini, uh e Hurinua, um, ki Iti. so I'm from Rotuhiti, but grew up in Auckland. Um, yeah, in terms of my mahi, I moko, ma am a so yeah, and that's been for the past 13 years, so this year I've taken the year off to, um, to do to Wananga Takiura and learn
1: So why did you decide to do Takayora? Because um, I think you're being a bit humble, but you you own a a really successful business. Why did you decide to take a year off and do this?
2: Um, I feel like this is the last part of uh, what wouldn't be my last part of my journey, but it's, it's another, um, what would you say? uh, What's the word for like to fill my basket? You know, um the reo is the is the next step to filling filling up my basket. Um, yeah, it just goes part and parcel as well. We're, we're in the order, you know. So now I'll be able to conversate with others when they confront me in in te reo. Um, but also it also helped me within um te ao Maori as well. Instead of thinking in a Teopakia perspective, I'll now speak in a te Ao Maori perspective when I've obviously learnt the real. What does having a Mata order mean to you? It's um for me, it's my identity. It's pretty much underlines everything. It's who I am, you know. If you're walking down the street, you see a mata order, you already know, oh yeah, he's Maori. So that's me. Um but also at the time that I got it, um, I because I'm a, a kaita because I do moko. I also wanted to wear it before I was to give. Same with puhoro. I received my puhoro before I started giving puhoro to to others. So I wanted to go through, or and this is my only fukaro, I thought it's only right for me to wear it before I can give it out. Um, and that's that's also why I got it.
1: Did you feel also that there was uh, like pressure to speak Tiramone? Because you talked about it before that people would start speaking to you, but did you feel an added pressure or expectations?
2: Um, not really, because I could answer back in English most of the times. Um, but it's when they, they normally our people they'll get the gist in the way that you answer. Eh? Like if you answer in English, then they're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, he, he doesn't really speak uh so um yeah so it wasn't too much of a pressure um, but i just knew i needed it for myself
0: is there some kind of routine or ritual inside your mahi like yeah. so it's kind
2: of like class um you know oh, besides the hymenes and stuff um but always before i do my mahi um I karakia. I do a karakia before, um, mainly in the start of the day for the first piece, which will set my day. When I finish, I do my own. I don't close off the whole whole um, ceremony unless they've requested the karakia or karakias that I've been taught have been to just clear the path, you know, for me to to proceed.
0: And you do a lot of um, mata order and. Oh hea, kipu, moko, Puhoro. Puhoro. So those are those are pretty monumental moments for people, right? Is it quite a spiritual experience?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um in both in both Ora and Puhoro. Puhoro is is a journey. It's like a full-on journey because you're pretty much transforming one, you know, one tani or wahine. Um within the five, six days that you have them, you know, and it's day after day. So you're, you're watching them um, go through, face their challenges too, you know, in terms of the the mumai that they're going through. But then you also forget the ones that are just cruising and then you're just like cruising too, you know, you're laughing, you're joking, you're, you're just sailing through it. Um, So there's those sorts of journeys too. Um, At the end of it, when it's all done, um yeah mata ora definitely uh a, a full i don't even know how to explain it to be honest it's it's a bit of a buzz like that you've just uh, what's the word i don't know the word right now it's like you've given back to your culture you know both of you you know one that i've just added another tani who who now wear mataora, you know, that's a bit of a bit of a spike in my
0: um, ego. <laughs> 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 yeah, just, yeah, in general. How have you found that transition from last year and doing your mahi and being surrounded by moko and te ao Māori and to jumping into full immersion, Ruma with all these other Māori that are probably on a similar journey to you? We've, we've loved it, man. I've been loving it. What's your sort of whakaaro around that?
2: Yeah, i um, I've also been loving, loving it. Loving the transition. It's for me. The balance of the transition is is still finding its its place, especially with the lockdowns that have been happening. Um, you know, I still have to live, so I still have to go to mahi. I still have my kids, so I still have to look after them. Um, and on top of that, you know, we get mahi uh, kaina. You know, we have homework to do. So I'm trying to still find out that balance. But when at kura. Everything, just love it. You know, I'm always, every morning, got my routine sussed in the morning. Um, and that's, you know, go to the the cafe next door, have my morning coffee with you guys, um, you know. And then at that point, we're all kind of revising and getting ourselves all hyped up to go into the class. And by the time we're inside the class, we're all like ready to go. And I love that. I love that vibe. I love that vibe that we've created for ourselves.
0: Mm. And where do you get that love? Because you're very matakuiui, right? Joyful. You're very happy. You're very um, like after Kura, You're doing a lot of mahi kainga and our messengers. You're like, yo, who wants to do a kahoot? Oh, yo, who's been practicing over the weekend? You know, there's a lot of energy there. Where does that Where does that come from?
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe being a Leo. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We're
1: um, both Leo, eh? Uh, we're both, <laughs> <you're> both similar. <laughs>
2: Um, I have no idea I think I've just um, I've already spent like a few of my years in my darkest you know back when Um, so now I've just always every day I just want to be positive and yeah and I think I feel like it shows everybody kind of feels it and that's that's pretty much it really it's just that I don't know where it comes from I just am I think, um, Charlotte was talking like about at the first episode or se- sorry, second, second episode. Um, when she talks about like these tiny and stuff like that, um, you know, I still get those, but the other side of me is like, nah, just do it so you can overcome those barriers. So that's why I, I think I am the way that I am. Cause I'm like, nah, I can still do it. I have my moments still, but I still just try and, Get rid of those just so I can stay head afloat, if that makes sense as well. You know, stay mm. positive, just push through.
1: And talking about tanifa, because, you know, there's a tanifa of anxieties and you did post stuff on the group chat and you were asking everyone um, in our class, what's your biggest tanifa? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? And there was like a lot of um, really deep responses and quite emotional about being, feeling ma. Um can you kind of go into a bit more about what your, your tanifa is?
2: Um, I think there's a lot for me. Um I think in terms of my presence that we just talked about, you know, for someone that wears mata order, it's kind of like um people already expect, oh yeah, he's he wears mata order, he can speak to the you know. Um so there's a there's always that tanifa as well. Um, the expectations of me being able to or with Te Reo Māori, um, yeah, that would be one of mine. But also, I still get, you know, when when Tālamea Kaiyoko, even when she like pins you out on a question, or you know, or automatically you're like, oh, oh, oh what's oh. Kate, car, or waiting for the eyebrow knot or something like that for you to be right. So you know you kind of get anxieties of 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 getting the answers wrong. And I think one of the girls touched on it. Like it's also based on um, colonization as well in terms of that being drilled into us. Um, our our real being taken away um, from our. Great grandparents or great old parents, you know, that generation. Um, so there's sort of that fear, I'm guessing, in our DNA um, to to speak to, you know, whether that's with our own people or just in general, you know, we've still got that sort of fear stuck in us.
0: Just going a little bit more on that. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's awesome. Um, So in that group chat, you also mentioned because you had to do um, a kai or on Monday at whānau hui. Now, I think last episode we talked about whānau hui. So instead of just doing your or amongst our ropu, amongst learners and people of our level, you were going to have to do uh, a kai kaikōrero in front of our whole kura, which is pretty daunting, to be honest. You mentioned that you couldn't come up with a kōpapa or a kōrero to say and it made you quite upset, you know, you, you said you cried. Like, what was going through your mind when you were thinking about or coming up with that kōrero?
2: Yeah, so um, so we haven't done that yet, so I'm still writing as we speak that. So, um, yeah, at that time I was actually tattooing. I was tattooing and I was just going over everything that I that I know um, in terms of the like mihi-mihi, um, you know, at the start of your whaikorero. So I was revising over there. And then I just had a moment like, oh, man, I still don't know what I'm going to talk about in my subject. And then um, all these thoughts come into my head, like, am I capable? Like, doubting, self-doubt, um, self-doubting myself, whether or not I could or couldn't. I was actually in my head um, having a moment with, like, asking my grandfather who's passed away, like, Oh man, I really need your help right now. Um, while I was crying. And then as I was having these little tears, I was glad that my client was on his stomach and facing the other way. (laughs) And I was like trying to grab tissue papers and just like (laughs) wipe my nose and make sure he doesn't hear me. Um, yeah. And then in that moment I was like, Oh, no, actually I can. And this is the reason why I can, like, because I'm it's, it's these fears that I have right now in this moment, which is actually going to make me or push me to do this, to stand up there, to face that fear of standing in front of everybody, um, to speak for 10 minutes or however long it's going to be um, in my language. And that I thought about my goals that I set this year and I set some goals this year for for Takiura. And one of my goals this year was to eventually go home and to fight it all on my marae. So then I looked at that um, and I was like, nah, this is what you want to do. So this is your platform. This is your stepping stone. This is the bottom step, the bottom tier for you to be able to go home and do that so you can do it. So those are all the thoughts that were running after it. And then that's how I came up with the topic. Was that 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 taniwa, and then that's why I put it put the idea to you guys, like, just to get a bit more depth on what it is to you guys, because I know what it is to me. Um, you know, it's it is those fears, anxieties, everything, physical. It sometimes um, it it can also be um, not so much physical, but that tanifa taniwa faka I call it. Um, it could also be from others too. You know, we had a girl in our class talk about. Um, because she's fair, her whānau like, you don't even look, you know, look Māori, but she's Māori, you know, and that's already put doubt into her because her whānau have said those sorts of things. So, yeah, that that, that taniwha can come in all different forms, physical and mental, spiritual, if it's positive, mm. you know. Um mm from from people who have passed like my koro you know asking kind of like trying to ask him those questions and then getting the answers on that moment like nah you can you can do it
1: when you mentioned your koro i had tears in my eyes i was thinking about an experience <laughs> is that a i had is that a hinawa nawa moment charlotte <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is goosebump moment you yeah. Um, I was thinking about me because the other day I was doing some mahi kainga and I just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. And then I went to practice with my dad and my dad can't speak Māori. Oh, well, he's learning as well. And I started doing it with him. And then I could feel my nana, which is my dad's mum. And I, and I started asking her and then I felt her like speak the words through me. And it was just like a, an amazing moment. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to call on my topana a, a lot more because they're there with us, right? They're helping us and we're reclaiming for them. And so when you shared that, I was like, oh, goosebumps, because, I mean, it's true, right? Like your koro was there with you and you felt that.
2: Yeah, he was probably slapping my head, telling me, like, stop crying now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: So he could call it on Maori, and I was just wondering where in the whānau, if you know, where the reo was taken out, or, or, like, what was your, I guess, growing up like, and is it kind of similar to mine, or or to Ashley's, where our grandparents were beating? Is it, is it sort of the same thing?
2: Um, so yeah, my quarter, my koro, um, yeah, he was fluent, fluent. You know, he was always on the pie or the pie pie down in Lotiti. Um, you know he'd always get that call to go out to all the play um sit on the pipe um where it was lost was in my parents my my dad's generation, so him and his siblings um and I think that was only because at that time there was no use or like real you know that that generation like their parents would tell their, their kids you know that it wasn't gonna get you anywhere you know you need to go get a, a office job or a, you know all those sorts of things so we're gonna move to Auckland and that's what you're gonna do you know you're gonna become a warehouseman, or all that sort of stuff that isn't important um because you need a job or you need all of that sort of stuff so that's where um it dropped off for for my in terms of my line was my dad's my dad's line And then coming into like my generation, we're the ones that are now trying to bring it back, you know. It's cool to be Mori now, you know? That's that's kind of where I and we are at. Because I love being Mori. Like, yeah, I think we're the best culture in the world. Yeah.
1: Tika. Tika. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Have you always felt that way though?
2: Oh, I have I know that I've always felt that way. I think maybe in in nah. Yeah. I think I've always felt that way that it's like I was like when I said I was Mori, I was always proud to say that I was Mori. There was never really too many negatives. The only negatives was when it comes time to like all those Māori jokes, you know? Mm. <laughs> and you put the Mori at, at the end. And <laughs> you know, that was the only time.
0: Um, I'll jump in on that corridor as well. I've always, I think I've always been proud to be Māori, but there was definitely times throughout my life where I felt like people saw Māori as lesser of what I thought we were. And for me, it was always like, nah, stuff you. I'm going to get to the top of whatever I want to get to the top of, and I'm Māori.
1: And just to flip that narrative, I sort of didn't, uh, I always felt like ma about being Māori because of those stereotypes and because of, of what I was hearing about me. So uh, I don't know if I had that same energy or attitude as Ashley, but I always just had, you know, when I was young, I just didn't really want to be Māori. And I'm just being honest. And that didn't change until I came to the understanding of our history out of our culture, but because I was raised in such an urban city, setting and, um, you know, everything I heard about Māori was negative, you know, now now I'm on this reclaiming journey of trying to, um, I guess, unpack all that trauma of why I felt like that and, and um, yeah, I guess bring back Livio and my family and, and things like that. So I guess it's interesting that we have these sort of different Similar experiences, but different ways of um, how we, I guess, experienced it.
0: But how cool yeah. is it that we're all together now? Hey, <laughs> oh, I love that, man. Like being surrounded by Maldi throughout the week. Ah, oh, I love it.
2: Even in the Zoom, I'm like so happy when we're on online. That's why I'm so excited. Like, all right, Kahoot! Like five minutes after a class, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, are we doing any quizzes? Someone test me.
0: <laughs> I got a I got a question for you, bro. I feel like you're definitely a family man. What's it like having Tamariki that can call it all Māori? Like, tell us more about your father and that environment, that dynamic.
2: Yeah. So that's also been my um, my my drive too. Also, why I'm, I'm I took this journey is because my I have two kids. So I have a girl and a boy. My girl is five. Tui Tudangi and my boy Rakeal, he's two, um, and they both go to one goes to Kura and one goes to um, Kura. I mean um, Kohanga. So it's been really good with my daughter. So she's always been real shy, real to to it all called it all Um kōrero but recently I've been in, in engaging in my real with her and she actually now starts to is starting to push Moriel and only speaking real towards me. Or when she does speak um pakeha I'll just tell her, hey, kōrero Maori, you know, in a all the time. Um and that's also for me, so I can get used to to it. But she's always been shy um because she knew that dad only understood and would reply in English anyway, you know, but nah, I'm loving it. I'm loving this journey, even in lockdown, you know, with them, um, a little bit different, (laughs) having the kids run around, you know, and then my two year old, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the word. So I'll say tickle, (laughs) you know, his cookie his, his his nappy. And then I have to like, Oh man, got to jump off to go get changed, get them changed and do all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. But nah, yeah, it's been, it's been all good. No stressful moments yet.
1: Yeah, and I like how, um, how cool it was last, last time we were in Zoom and we were in the Rupu and your tamariki were teaching our Rupu because we remember we were like, oh, we're not sure what the answer is.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, my daughter, I think I think she just jumps in and then she's like, it's mini mini or you know whatever the cookie was.
0: Have you thought about what you're yeah. going to do at Tirato? Back to
2: Mahi. Back to Mahi is is my thing for a year because I've I've leased the building. So my contract ends at the end of next year so after that that's in 2 years, you know. Um, that's what I'm thinking about. So after after I've finished Takiura, I'll probably do a year at work, um, carry on saving just so I can buy a fody. and I want to move home. Um, well, to or to rua. you know, either or, um, because I want I'm, I want my kids to be um, to go to one of the kurus down there. And Rotorua is the highest, um, what do you call it, highest speaking population in, in, um, of te reo in, in Aotearoa. So that's kind of why I want to go down there. It's just that like everybody speaks te reo down there. And that's what I want to do. I just want to fully immerse that, fully immerse it for my kids and go from there. We've
1: got a party. Eh? So can you tell me a little bit about your schedule? Because you have kura and then you have full-time mahi as well. How do you juggle all of that? Like what's your schedule um, like? Because I'm tired after three o'clock. Yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> I think just before, I think I, uh, before we jumped on, I think I said, you know, um, to Ashley, like, man, after kura, I'm just drained. And then I have a nap sometimes, you know, Um but other than that like my i've always lived kind of to a routine um you know or a schedule to my uh google calendar um it's kind of always i've been like that for like the past three four years um but i do have a routine you know um, and a bit of a health buzz as well like you know um, lifestyle kind of health buzz so you know i get up sometimes um six 5.30 go to the gym do that and then get my kids ready get them off to kura by um eight o'clock 8.30 so I can get to kura by nine that's always my goal is to get to kura by nine um Mm -hmm. you know all of that finish finish kura at three um and on certain days I'm only working um Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, <laughs>
1: well, wow. what you mean only? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: only working every day of the week. Yes, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not working Monday, no. we- Monday, Wednesday, but Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are my my working days. Um, and that's on on the weekdays. It's four o'clock. Four o'clock, I work some some nights. I've worked till midnight, and then others I've worked till like you know six seven, depending on the size of the piece. Um you know and then same routine again get home do it all again
1: And so you don't get a weekend
2: not this year oh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 only because there's a lot of outgoings for mm. owning a business and also your house as well you know so you got to make money for there and make money for here so when people you know always want the hookups it's like well no. <laughs> Because I've got to live, I've got to breathe. Yeah.
1: Which is, well, I remember when we first met you and
2: that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I do, this is what I do for my mahi, um, but no discounts because I'm a student this year and <laughs> i got to pay for this intuition thingy, whatever it's called. Is it called an intuition? I don't know. I've never done studies before, so I don't even know what that word means.
1: <laughs> Man. Just listening to your Koriro, I think you are such an inspiration uh, to a lot of people who who will be listening to this. Um, here, Tane pukamahi queer, um, because you are, you know, like you've given up a year to reclaim your language, and on top of that, you're still doing Mahi, and you still have tamariki to look after. Um, did you think about this and like the the costs or the sacrifices that? would have to make in order to do this or was it so did you just jump in and just decide Um, i'm going to do it
2: it was kind of kind of 50 50 like i had been thinking about it and oh i don't know if i was i can say this but i will um i ended up getting like a late um jump into takiura um i just asked my friends like man i really want to go to takiura um, how can I get in? And then they were like, let me ask my koro. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> So let me ask my koro. He asks his koro and then his koro, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, mm. um, yeah, it was only from October that I had to make, like that I, once I knew that I was in, that I got it, that everything I knew, like, okay, I've got work to do from now till so Till it starts. So I was trying to grind out, you know, um, all through Christmas, summer, and stuff like that. But, you know, life and things happen on the way, you know, accidents happen. Oh, that was ratchet. So then that puts you a step behind. Ended up having a, well, happened? I had a car accident, like, and I was uh, like a three car pileup and I was at the back. So I was ended up being my fault. So I was, uninsured i was on my daily car so that ended up putting me setting me back for this year so even from there i just had to keep grinding out um so yeah definitely that has kind of been the the hardest grind is just to get back to a level where i can and can come but i knew once i made the decision like i'll be all right yeah you know i've got the tools you know um i've got the tools to help um provide for my family really and to survive so yeah that's why i haven't really stressed cuz you know a, a normal or normal that's uh, not the word um uh pakeke, they, um, you know, they have to work a full working week to provide, you know, whereas I'm grateful that I get to do what I love and it sometimes can only needs to take a day to make um, what some can make in a week, you know. So I'm super
0: grateful for that. Oh. Okay, he's you're wrapping us up, my brother. Um, yes yes you are so oh, we're going to wrap up the app it's been really um awesome quarter in with you and no doubt when when i say this we're going to it some more it always happens yeah. but um we'd love to know like something that you've learned or you've taken away from your experience so far at Takiura that you'd like to share with people that are interested in the journey of
2: to yeah um oh mate I can't even think right now. I just had a days of kura. Um, <laughs> um, can I just say something first? I just want to give a big mihi um, to to one guy that's um, really important to me. He's kind of been like my biggest push um, through everything Te Māori, and his name is Gordon Toy. So um, I owe him a lot um, for my journey. Um, he's the one that taught me moko, and I studied with him for 10 years. And he always said, you know, you need to learn your deal. Um, and that's always been like the next part. So I want to give a big mihi to him um for where I am today too. So mihi mahi kwe if you listen to this. <laughs> um yeah. Uh to wrap it up, oh nah. <laughs> But yeah, now just to everybody who actually just wants to um, to to go to Takuya, um, it's real daunting on the first day, like everybody. Um, but once you step into your class and then you meet all your all your friends, all of that kind of slides because you're sitting in a room where you know that everybody is feeling the same way. You know, everybody is scared. Everybody's like, man, I'm in a room full of strangers. Do I know anyone, all those sorts of things. Um, um, but just everything in life in general, if, if your heart desires it, just do it, you know? Um, just follow your follow cuckoo, your then follow your heart. Because I think that's where the initial thought process comes from, eh? Yeah, that gut feeling, then your heart, then it takes it to your brain. And then that's where the brain takes over. So yeah, just just go with it, go with the flow. If you feel like you need to
0: immerse yourself in tell te Maori, do it. Kill no, bro. Appreciate it. You're thank cute, you for your time eh? today and your Pudako um and sharing with us and being the first guest on the Vector to Kura podcast, bro. We're very grateful. Yes. Uh, thank you for uh, thank you for letting me jump on. I enjoyed it. Hey, hey A Paul, see you at
1: class. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey <laughs> A po korua.
0: Hey,
2: huh.
1: Hey Popo. Hey. Hey.
2: Ka'aha Tewa. Huh? I'm on <laughs> <new>, mute. <I'm on laughs> <new.
0: laughs> <laughs> Pause recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Aki Tefa no. All right, All right, khaki
1: tibay. Khaki tibay. <laughs> I can't it.